Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk. Thank you for joining us for this half hour. Now, let's talk. Welcome to the program, listeners. Tyler Friel with you on WISR 680 AM 107.5 FM. This is Let's Talk, our half hour where we sit down and chat with various organizations, nonprofits, businesses, and more in our area. Today is our chat with the VNA, and we are joined in studio by Executive Director Margie Walsh. Margie, good to see you, and welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. So we're going to get into a full discussion about the VNA on today's program. But as always, we like to remind our listeners of the variety of ways that you can listen to the program. Of course, we're on the airwaves at 680 AM, 107.5 FM. We also stream online, WISR680.com. You can download our mobile app as well. Wherever you download your apps, just search for WISR680. We pop up there. And we are also stored as a podcast now. In case you can't stick around for the next half hour, you can check us out online, WISR680.com. Just look for the podcast page, find Let's Talk, and you can find today's conversation with the VNA. And also, we are now on Spotify. So basically, any way that you listen to audio, there's a way for you to listen to Let's Talk today. So once again, the VNA is our guest. Margie Walsh is here as the executive director of the VNA. We'd like to think she's going to be pretty knowledgeable about our topic today. <laughs> so Margie, let's just start with the VNA for folks who may not be familiar with what you guys do, if you would explain that and say, this is what the VNA is all about? Sure. Um, well, the VNA is Visiting Nurses Association. Uh, we have been in the Butler area for almost 60 years now, wow. and um, we were one of the first home health agencies and hospices in this area. Uh, used to be VNAs were pretty common uh, by county. Um, now there are a lot of different organizations that have home health but we are still the original Visiting Nurses Association and uh, very proud to be able to provide both home health and hospice to this community and surrounding communities. Um, and it's, uh, it's a great service that we're really hope to continue to do for a long time. Yeah, almost 60 years. That's an impressive run uh, for the VNA. Uh, and you've been there for uh, a good part of it. And we're going to be uh, talking about a big month for you guys because November is actually National Home Care and Hospice Month. It is. It's an exciting month for us. We uh, take advantage of the National Home Care and Hospice Month to uh, really reach out to our referral sources and thank them. Uh, for supporting us and utilizing our services and also to recognize our staff. Uh, it's really important that, um, you know, we don't get to see our staff that often. They're mobile. VNA, they're out, yeah, yeah, visiting nurses. They're out visiting and doing what they do all day long. So we pull them in during the month of November. It's when we do our competency fair. But we also then uh, actually do a celebration at the same mm. time. So it's a great opportunity for us to do that. I want to go back uh, before that. You said referral sources. What is a referral source? So uh, a requirement uh, from uh, both Medicare and Medicaid is that you have a physician's order. So we do have to have uh, referrals with a written order from a physician in order to uh, visit the patients in their home. So we receive referrals from lots of different areas, uh, from hospitals, obviously acute care, uh, from facilities, which are, you know, nursing homes or personal care homes. Uh, then we also do uh, receive referrals from directly from physicians. So we have a lot of referral sources. And so we make an opportunity to go visit them. Um, we provide them with our special VNA cookies oh. and, 
and it's a great time for us to make sure that they they know that we couldn't do it without them so for patients then because i know you're working with the referral sources here but let's say i'm a patient and let's say that home health care is going to be an option for me how do i eventually connect with vna what steps do i need to do how do i uh, become a patient through the vna well it is important that patients understand they do have the right to choose who provides their care that's um, extremely important and typically someone will identify the need so there has to be a skilled need um, okay. you have to need some sort of services therapy nursing um, so that that will that is actually one of the requirements along with the physician is that they be homebound require skilled care and have under physician orders so um, if you want or need home health or hospice care, then uh, you typically can reach out to your provider, a physician, or if you're coming out of the hospital, ask somebody in the discharge planning department or um, social worker department. They're usually typically looking at what is the next step for you when you go home. Could you give me an example of something that would require home health care of somebody who maybe went into the hospitals coming out? What would be maybe a situation that you could see out there? Yeah, well, we see a lot of patients that um, with multiple um, disease processes, mm -hmm. comorbidities, they have a lot of things going on. They have new medications. They have a wound, IVs at home. Uh, we do uh, a lot of different kinds of wound care, very sophisticated wound care. Um, so it just really depends. A lot of times it just involves teaching to the patient so they stay out of the hospital. Mm. So our goal is once they come home is to make sure they're taking the right medications. Are they, you know, is their wound healing? What's happening? So it could be a post-surgical patient. Mm. It could be someone who just has so many things going on that they just need some follow-up to be sure that they're staying on track with their health and uh, remain home after they most insurances want to see them stay home yeah once they go home um, so that's kind of on our lap to make sure that that happens so we're really truly closely watching them uh, every patient's different mm. everybody's different so let's say i get the referral from the vna and we're going to start this process what are some of the things that are going to happen maybe before i even get home that the vna is going to do to make sure that like you said i can stay in my home whenever i get there uh, yeah, a lot of times it has to do with equipment. Mm. Um, we do work closely with IV companies, make sure that they have everything from the IV company, medications, uh, fluids, supplies, whatever that may be. So it typically is, you know, as soon as they go home, there's a call. We're in within usually 24 hours uh, to see that patient. So we immediately will call just to make sure we know where they are. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, that we, you know, that they have what they need when we go in for the first visit. And the first visit's a little lengthy because we have to do quite a thorough in assessment of the patient. Uh, so we prepare them for what they should expect. Mm. Unfortunately, the way insurances work now, we aren't in for a very long time. Mm. Um, it's a sh much shorter period of time, uh, so there's a lot to be done in those visits. So we make them count. And as you said, this is a very individualized approach that the VNA really works with the patient to make sure that the plan that is put in place is one that is specifically tailored to them, right? A exactly. And the patient needs to be included in that uh, mm. plan of care. The so, communication key mm -hmm. seems to be very uh, a big thing here. <laughs> it's a big thing. And, you know, all of our uh, 
all of our staff are mobile, so we do try to provide that means of communication so that they're working as a team. It, you know, we have no silos where nursing is doing their thing and therapy is. We really truly work very hard to make sure that they have that line of communication, not only with each other, but with the patient. And it really feels too, as we're here with Margie Walsh, executive director of the VNA, is that technology has really changed a lot of things for the patient at home and has probably made you guys better at your job because there seems to be not only that you know person-to-person contact but now technology that really keeps you up to date on what a patient's needs are absolutely and it, it's very interesting as vna was one of the first organizations to have laptops <laughs> um and we're talking about really heavy laptops big <laughs> like thick computer yeah uh, so you know uh but we have through the years, uh, we are now on iPads, and which is great, and it's real time. So as long as we have a connection. Yeah, <laughs> Wi-Fi's gotta be good. Uh, as long as we have a connection, that information is then transformed, and it's all available to each of our staff members. Uh, so they have real time information on what uh, their team members have found, what's going on with that patient. So yeah, technology's huge mm-hmm. right now with uh, home health. How much do you think that has improved your care as nurses, as the VNA, is to have all this data information? How much better do you think it has made you guys at your job? I just think it's it, it makes us more um, aware of the current situation. I can remember just not even that long ago where they had to connect and sync their laptop to get that data up. Mm. So, you know, it's just it having that real-time data and uh, available, they've got the care plan, they know what everyone's doing. It, it allows us to provide better care in a more realistic time frame. Well, as you said too, and again, November is National Home Care and Hospice Month. You're taking this time to thank your referral sources, but thank your team, thank your staff. What could you say about the nurses and the team that is a part of the VNA? I, you know, I don't, I don't know how we would do it without the caring, um, the caring uh, nature of our staff. We have excellent staff. They're very well invested in doing great things for the patient. Uh, we most recently just received our four star through Medicare, uh, which is the publicly recorded um, star rating for home health which is typically three is the average and so we feel we feel really very proud of the fact that we've just reached the four star uh status and and we're making sure that we are make that our staff understand that has everything to do with what they are doing Mm. it has nothing to do with what i do um (laughs) it has everything to do with our staff that are on the ground day after day rain snow sleet mm-hmm. they're like the mailman um <laughs> they are out there and they are truly visiting um our patients in their homes and making sure that they are getting good care and good outcomes and everything for the star rating is based on the patient outcomes mm. so this is not just some sort of made up stat somewhere else there's actual patient outcomes that mm-hmm. dictate a four star um rating which is fantastic yeah it is um everything has is sent to cms they look at it they look at patient satisfaction along with the outcomes themselves they determine what outcomes to look at and that determines our star rating so i'm sure it's got to be uh heartwarming for you as uh being a 
part of the VNA for as long as you have, just to see the continued strides that you guys have made as an organization. And to, you know, it's always good to get feedback from an, an outside party to say, hey, things are going the right way, which speaks to the VNA level of care. It takes a village. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've got the excellent staff that are out uh, doing the work. It also takes the people behind the scenes that really help. Mm. Um, we have a great QA team, uh, quality assurance team. We also, you know, our staff do great with education um, to make sure that, our, that everyone understands what they're doing and the information that's getting fed is truly you know it's looking at how to do a good assessment and yeah, yeah so it it is it's a proud moment uh again it has no reflection on me it has a res <laughs> reflection on the care provided from vna and i think too when you're talking about a lot of the you know, this can be complicated for a patient who's not only dealing with what they are dealing with health wise but also there's a lot of challenges in trying to get things figured out as to okay you know all the paperwork, all those different things. I'm sure it's, you know, for you guys, having that, again, behind the scenes folks who can make this transition easier is a big thing for you too, is that when you sign up for the VNA, you guys try to make it as easy as possible on the patients to make sure that they are getting the healthcare they need without all the extra unnecessary stuff that, you know, can be complicated whenever you're dealing with a health challenge. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think that sometimes patients don't understand why a nurse or a therapist is on their device or their iPad as much, but it truly, we do have to, we have to record everything that we're doing because that's a requirement for mm -hmm. us to be able to validate that we are doing something for that patient. Yeah. So, um, but it, it really truly is everybody trying to make sure um, that all the needs are met. Um, and that can be sometimes phone calls. It could be, you know, we do uh, telehealth, you know, where we're monitoring patients, blood pressures, pulse ox, um, weights and stuff. So there's a lot of behind the scene thing, scene things that are going on that um, are really quite sophisticated. Yeah, we're here with Margie Walsh, executive director of the VNA. Uh, we talked about national home care, but it's also home care and hospice month as well. What does hospice care entail through the VNA? What do you guys do? Um, well, hospice care is typically end-of-life care, uh, six months or less of uh, services that we're providing. Uh, a physician does have to certify that they anticipate that that patient is toward the end of life. So um, it is really, truly a unique and wonderful service we can offer patients to keep them comfortable. Um, it really, truly uh, brings that patient um, satisfaction. We talk about planning we talk about what are their goals um, for end of life and it is it brings in the aspect of spiritual um, and and social worker are a huge component of that transition and it is not just care of the patient it's care of the patient and the family mm. so we really do incorporate the family into the care that we're providing um, and i can tell you these are advanced nurses uh, these nurses take excellent care. We do a lot with the oncology physicians. Um, they, it doesn't specifically need to be a cancer diagnosis. It could be a terminal diagnosis. Other diseases are obviously terminal besides just yeah. uh, cancer. So we do take care of a variety of patients towards end of life and really truly help them in their goals and help them in that transition. 
um, that they are they're facing. You talked about planning. How important is it on the planning aspect of things? It may be an uncomfortable conversation, I'm sure, for maybe kids to talk to mom and dad about this. But in your experience, how important would you say planning is when you're talking about hospice care? I think that it's probably one of the most significant um, challenges that we have. It is the difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. And that's why um, I do believe like the spiritual and the social workers are really impactful uh, because they really do, they're able to have that conversation and they're able to bring the family together. There's a lot of family meetings um, where they can really discuss what are the wishes of the patient? What are Mm -hmm. the wishes of the family? And, you know, bring those together to make it a good ending story because i think in you know for a lot of folks out there they've probably had an experience similar to to that where maybe hospice care sneaks up quickly uh and that you've got a lot of major decisions to make in a short time frame when you connect with a a service like the vna what you're saying margie is that you can kind of put somebody in that position to help get all those logistics put in place because again uncomfortable conversation but sometimes we just don't have the time to prepare to have those conversations and there's a lot of things that happen whenever somebody is at the end of their life it is it's most impactful when you have some time to help them Mm -hmm. um unfortunately we do get hospice patients really truly with only less than a week um, left in their life. And that's more difficult to get things under control. We really truly wanna make them the most comfortable. Um, And sometimes that's more difficult because you don't have a lot of time to get that done. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know what, We, we, we embrace any time we can have with a patient. I think that, you know, we understand that's not an easy decision. People really truly are adverse to the H word um, because they they think that they're giving up. Um, They're giving up on themselves or on their family member. And that's really not true. We're really truly trying to make that um, a good experience for everyone. So it, it's just, it is what it is. And we, we, yeah. we take them at where we can um, to help them through that process. Do you find that after folks have gone through that process that they can kind of look back and have an appreciation for it? Because as you said, uncomfortable, nobody really wants to talk about it beforehand, but as you see a loved one who's going through it, do they have a certain level of appreciation and understand why this is a necessary service to have? I believe that that's always true. What we find is a lot of family members want to give back. Um, Sometimes they want to volunteer to help other families um, as soon as they see the benefit of it. So we really work with the families. There's an extended period of time where we follow those families. Um, after the patient has passed, um, we really truly, the bereavement program mm-hmm. for the families and loved ones um, is extensive. We follow them for weeks and weeks and weeks um, and keep in contact. And we will have sessions with them. We do have a bereavement coordinator, so that person is accessible to those family members if needed. I think in previous conversations that I've had with, with VNA staff members, I'm always amazed at you know that side of it you talk about the spiritual care that you offer and some of the services in that bereavement uh but it's the vna's willingness to stay committed to that family as a whole because you know when somebody dies it's not just the day or two after there's Mm -hmm. weeks and months of you know trying to get adjusted to life without the loved one and i'm sure that you know this is something that you guys specialize in 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 making sure that those families can make that adjustment 
it is again a process and yeah. it is it does take um, many people a lot of times there is a connection with a certain caregiver etc mm. so we really truly try to ind again individualize the bereavement program for them some people are just fine with us touching base others need more care um more uh, i guess um socialization yeah. possibly even with other people who are in the same predicament one of the things too that i find neat and that there are these people that exist in the world is the volunteer program that you guys do can you talk a little bit about what volunteering through the vna does and in your experience what people have said why they keep coming back and doing it um, the volunteers do a wide range of things. Um, they get together and do um, special projects that they then present to families. Uh, a lot of times they will actually do some time with the patients, um, give some support to the family. They, they're not too, truly hands-on, but they can sit with a patient. They can read to the patient. Um, we've had music therapy, uh, that type of programs where they can provide things a, a lot of times it is getting um booklets together something that they can gather their uh, memories of that patient uh, then they work together to do some fundraising for hospice mm. so it's a real it's it's kind of got a wide range of people that do different things for the hospice program uh, but we have a, a volunteer coordinator that works with them um, but they do, they go into facilities, they will actually go also into the patient home and, and actually provide some one-on-one -on -one with the patient. And what do the volunteers tell you? Like, you know, why is this something that they keep doing? Because again, this is not a, it's not a comfortable situation, depending on what, what situation they're working, walking into, but why do the volunteers keep coming back in and participating through the VNA? Well, I think it's a special person. They really, truly want to make an impact um, in people's lives when they need it the most. Yeah. So it it may be that they're impacting the family's life and or the patients themselves. So I think they do it because they feel that um, it's a calling or it's mm -hmm. they feel that connection to it from experience. Um, and it could have been possibly a good experience or a bad experience and that they had maybe not even with us, but on their own. And they're like, we really truly want to make a difference for these patients. Again, here with Margie Walsh, executive director of the VNA. If somebody was interested in joining the volunteer program, how do they go about that? Um, they can just call the VNA at our 724-282-6806 uh, and just uh, if they just express that they're interested in becoming a volunteer, we'll get them to the right person. Um, and there is training. We do provide training to our volunteers. Mm. Um, it's a requirement. Um, so, yeah, it's we welcome anyone who's interested to come forward. For any other services uh, that we may not have touched on today uh, on the therapy side of things, maybe, uh, what is the VNA and what can you guys do for patients there? Yeah, we have a wonderful therapy um, department within Lutheran Senior Life. And so our therapists uh, go right out to the home, just like our nurses and aides, um, and they provide great hands-on care. Um, they set up a plan, a goal. Uh, they are working with that patient to achieve that goal. 
Um, again, we're not in for a significant long period of time. So usually they transition to outpatient from okay. our, what we're doing. Um, and our goal is to get these people back out and, you know, not homebound. We really don't want people to be homebound. We mm-hmm. want them to be back out in the community. As for uh, some of the fundraising uh, that you guys do coming up here uh, fairly soon, you're doing a fundraising event. What do we have going on? Um, well, we rely very very heavily on donations um uh, that is something that you know we are very um appreciative of uh from a lot of our patients family members but we do have an event coming up on the 15th uh which is a dine and donate um it's with uh texas roadhouse uh and it is an evening a five i think 5 p.m to 8 p.m and that event 10 percent of the dining dollars of someone who presents we have a little handout or something they can put on their phone that they show it to their waitress or waiter that we get 10% of their dining dollars that night will go to VNA. So it's a huge opportunity for us. We are, um, we hope we can get lots of people out that night to come and uh, dine at Texas Roadhouse uh, right here at the Clearview Mall. And uh, that is, going to be our pretty much our big event this year for donations and um if you can't make it that night we are taking donations online uh but we'd love to see you we'll be there nice we'll be handing out information and i can't imagine an easier way to donate to the vna than having a steak you know (laughs) having what i don't know some sort of appetizer the onion appetizer or those rolls up there Mm -hmm. So exactly. Everybody <laughs> loves the rolls. So go up, have a nice dinner, and then you get 10% donation to the VNA. That's great. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. We're really appreciative of uh, being able to do it. Also wanted to talk uh, briefly, too, about uh, staffing. Uh, are you guys looking to hire? Are there positions available for somebody who's uh, interested in joining the VNA team? Yeah, we are. Um, we're in the same situation as many healthcare providers out there. We are always looking for good nurses and um, that is please go online we do have all of our positions posted Um, we are specifically looking for hospice nurses right now that's probably our biggest need right now is in our hospice division because it does take a very special kind of nurse for our hospice division but we are we do have positions posted uh, for nursing rn lpns we do hire both levels of nursing um in both home health and hospice okay so some a variety of options there and people just have to go to the website and they can uh, apply that way yeah absolutely everything's right online anymore it's you know here we are um everything's pretty much done electronically uh and then it goes right to our recruitment and they do a phone screening it's a pretty quick process to get people on board uh these days it used to take a little bit longer but we're really excited that um they've expedited that streamlined that process right (laughs) uh for you know these people that work for the vna do you find that people stay around a long time be and do you find uh that people enjoy the aspect of getting out and and helping these patients inside their homes i i do again it's it's a different kind of nursing than being in a facility where you're from room to room whatever what's really great about home health and hospice is the one-on-one experience you can have with that patient Um, you really truly they have your undivided attention for the period of time that you're there Um, so it really truly gives you you don't have bells ringing 
I mean, <laughs> your phone might ring, but um, a truly, you know, you're not needed down the hall for something else. It, it really allows that special amount of time. It's a flexible, also, the flexibility of the uh, positions allows, you know, a nurse to have a little bit more ability to work around maybe getting their kids on and off the bus mm. and, and that type of thing which is great it, so no like standard block hours or is it kind of you know a little bit all over the place well our working hours are 8 to four thirty. Okay. but our nurses are do a flex time where gotcha. they can work around um you know if they've got in the middle of the day to go to the school to see a program yeah. they can do that get back on you know and go back to work it it allows them we do get visits that are in the evening sometimes um because they may have an iv or something that mm -hmm. needs to be administered in the evening but we really truly allow them to work around things um they have a productivity expectation and really truly can work around it, it it's a nice i mean there's not too many positions like that you don't you can do that no overnights no overnight. That's a nice thing, too, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, all that information can be found on the VNA website. Well, as our time's wrapping up here, uh, Margie, again, you know, what would you tell people who are making that transition? They are looking for home health care. They're looking for hospice services. Why the VNA? Why should they go with Visiting Nurses Association? Well, probably like most organizations, we think we're pretty special. Um, and I, I can tell you as, you know, we put our heart and soul into what we do every day. Um, I have a lot of admiration for our staff who really truly are dedicated to what they do. Um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Um, you know, competition isn't bad all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, makes us better. And I think that, you know, I, I please choose VNA. That's all I can ask of people is to really consider that they do have a choice um, and choose VNA. And what's the phone number that they should call if they want to learn more? Sure. Um, our direct number is 724-282-6806. There you go. Margie Walsh, Executive Director of the VNA. Margie, happy National Home Care and Hospice Month. Thank you. If you missed any of our program, as always, you can check it out online. WISR680.com is the place to take care of that. I'm Taylor Frill saying so long for now. The information and opinions shared on this program are solely those of our guests and do not necessarily represent those of WISR, the Butler County Radio Network, or its staff and employees.